0: I'm thinking of having a destination wedding in a couple of days. Cue the Muppets. Somebody's getting married. Somebody's getting married. Today's movies: Mama Mia versus Walking on Sunshine.
1: It's movie.
0: Everyone. Welcome to another love-filled episode of Movie Deja, uh, Deja Vu, a romantic podcast that answers the question, didn't I see this somewhere from two beautiful mu- movie aficionados? <laughs> my name is John, the bridezilla to be, and with me is one of my sassy bridesmaids, Shady. Shady, oh my how God. are you today?
2: I'm good. Wait, do I get to be Lil? From you can be
0: whoever on- you want.
2: I want to be Lil from Walking on Sunshine because she's great.
0: <laughs> and we have a guest today. She is a New York City-based singer-actress. She's also my bestie who made us watch Jupiter Ascending and will most likely be my maid of honor/slash best woman. It's Lauren Gismondi, everyone! Woo! <laughs> All
1: right. Be here. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> and I thought, who better to talk about jukebox musicals than with my bestie? oh god
1: that smile i can't
0: (laughs) (laughs) lauren now tell us i know you told me separately what's your story with mama mia
1: (laughs) oh man it's a badge of honor to have had never needed to see it before this week
2: (laughs) and you ripped
1: you ripped it away from me that's away (laughs) strong 15 years I know. I didn't see the musical when it was on Broadway. I didn't see the movie. I Even when regional theaters were like, we're doing Mamma Mia. I said, I am not going to that call. Thank you. Have a great day.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here having seen <laughs> multiple iterations of it, including this movie, at least six times in the theater. I'm so well, proud. Of- once was the sing-along version of it, where they put, yes! the, they put the lyrics on the screen and everybody sang. It was like me and four other ladies, all ladies, and we had a blast. We had so much fun.
0: Was there wine involved and some cheese?
2: Um, I didn't bring, this was when? when did this come out? I was only 2006. like. Yeah, so I was still pretty young. I wasn't sneaking wine into theaters yet. I wasn't that bold.
0: That's 2007, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. We're, we're a couple months out from that.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of 2006 and Mamma Mia, it's written by Katherine Johnson, directed by fucking A. Why did I do this to myself again? Thalita Lloyd? Did I say that, last, that first name right? We're going Philida. with
2: it. Thalita, yeah. We're going with it.
0: On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 53% splat rating. And on Metacritic, it's got a 51 out of 100
2: and that is out of 37 reviews, 13 were positive, 21 were mixed, and 3 were negative. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel like mixed is a good... It's a good mixed, word for this. The... area for a movie of this ilk. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And according to IMDb, the story of a bride-to-be trying to find her real father told using hit songs by the popular 1970s group ABBA. <laughs> and then we have Walking on Sunshine, which came out in 2015. It is written by Joshua St. Johnson, directed by Max and Dania. Really, their names are Max, Giwa and Dania Pasquini. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 31% splat rating. Which is so low, in my opinion. <laughs> and then Metacritic doesn't exist for this movie. <laughs> yeah, no.
2: Metacritic was like, nah, we're good.
0: <laughs> we'll pass on this one. We'll do everything else yeah. but this one movie. Yeah,
2: they, they, don't, they don't think people are going to come to Metacritic to uh, see what they to see what's up with uh, Walking on Sunshine.
0: And according to IMDb, it's a story. Uh, Taylor fell in love with Hottie Raff while on holiday in Puglia, Italy. Puglia!
1: Puglia! Puglia!
0: Yes. (laughs) Also, Lauren is our resident Italian expert here today. So Puglia, Italy. But despite his entreaties to stay, she she left him to go to university. On graduating three years later, she returns to Peru. Pergia, that's how it's written on IMDb and that's how I'm reading it, to Holiday with her sister Maddie, who is already there, they decided on Puglia because it meant too much to Taylor, and both of those are spelled T-O, by the way. Um, Maddie, who has a history of relationships with unsatisfactory men, announces that she has had a whirlwind engagement and is about to get married in two days. Boy, howdy. That person <laughs> was just like, "I'm telling you the whole movie. Here we go."
2: <laughs> uh, you know what? Why not?
0: Why not? It happened. I, I, except for when they changed the spelling of Puglia. How that's
1: is like, it spelled? I, I feel like I need now. It's going to make me nuts. How is it spelled? Okay, so you know
0: it's spelled P U G L I A, right? Yes. that's how it's really spelled. Yes, it's spelled P E R U G I A. So it's like
1: Perugia. No, Perugia is just a different city. That's like the name of like the surrounding area, like what we would, what we would call um, a county in the United States, Perugia.
0: So is it close to
1: Puglia? Yes. Yes. Puglia is inside Perugia. (laughs) Oh, I
0: just was like, why did you guys change the spelling?
1: No, no, it's just, you just need to know the regions and most people don't. So it's, it's fine. I'm an, I love Italy. I'm getting my citizenship. So (laughs) I, I'm partial, you know? That's so cool.
0: What they didn't mention, though, is that this is also a jukebox, jukebox musical. Hooray!
2: <laughs> One day to come together to release the pressure. We need a holiday. We took a
0: holiday. So this is another episode where they're not necessarily hundred percent the same. I feel like, or at least going into it, it doesn't feel like they're hundred percent the same. They're they're, they're similar not the same. enough
2: plot everything else is exactly the same the dressing (laughs) the look of the movie the tone of the movie the the pace of it like the story is different outside of it just being about a wedding and uh the drama leading up to it but like everything about walking on sunshine I was just like oh they were doing Mamma mia yeah they, they, were, they were doing the thing that Mamma Mia not necessarily copying them I don't wanna
0: no they were heavily inspired by them
2: yeah yeah <laughs> they were like if we're making a movie that if you loved Mamma Mia you're gonna like walking on sunshine
0: yeah cause like you've got the whole wedding aspect
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the bride to be nope yes well everyone's got secrets really in both <laughs> these
2: movies yeah
0: Mostly the ingenue. So, like, I wrote it that way because it's Taylor the one.
2: Okay, um, I see what you mean. So you're drawing the comparison between Taylor and Sophie instead of Maddie and Sophie. Yes. Okay.
0: Because Maddie's secret is that she is still hung up on her ex. Like, who cares about that? (laughs) That's not where the drama is, mama. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then you've got the couple that is expected to get married does not get married, which is very fascinating. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, another couple reconnects for a happy ending. And then the final song breaks the fourth wall. Like. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, I guess you could also sort of make a connection between the, the source of drama is that a female relative close to the bride-to-be is dealing with lingering feelings for an old flame and how that's causing stress during the wedding.
0: Mm. Like during the wedding week. Yes. But yes, in, it,
2: obviously in very different ways because one of them is in love with the groom.
0: <laughs> yes. And the other one is just like, which one of you is my baby daddy?
2: Yeah. She's just like, I can't, I can't deal with it right now. Just By stay way, there. How old
0: yeah. do we think the children are in Mama Mia? And I'm using children as like a light term.
2: Yeah. Well, for one thing, people don't realize, oh, I think uh, before we accidentally said that this movie came out in 2006, it came out in 2008. My bad. But no, it's fine. Um, I wrote I it down wrong. No, I thought the same thing too. And then I was like, wait a minute, it came out the same year as The Dark Knight. I do remember that because they came out the same day. (laughs) Um, Which was a a very fun day, very fun weekend to be working at a movie theater. Um, (laughs) But technically, and people don't think of this because it's not really stylized this way, but technically Mamma Mia is a period piece. It's supposed to take place in like 2000. Oh, yeah. But, like, they don't really say that or anything? No, like, they no, just no. kind of, you're just supposed to know that because that's when the musical was created or something.
0: Yeah, because, like, they gloss up. It- it's interesting that, like, you call it a period piece because usually you use things like set and costumes to help yeah. you.
2: Oh, yeah. But- There's absolutely no indication here because
0: not even. Just-
2: in like beachwear not even a
0: newspaper that's like has the date on it you know right
2: and all of the music is from the 70s (laughs) so even that's not indicative
0: and then in locking on sunshine all the music's from the 80s but it's set modern yeah i think it's supposed to be in 2010s i just don't know when exactly because again they don't say
1: like present day. I'm putting air quotes. You guys can't see me. I'm putting air quotes (laughs) around present day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's in, it's in a specific period. It's just the year we produced this. (laughs) And and for some reason, nobody uses phones. Right. That's weird. Roaming is extremely expensive. Okay.
1: Country to country. (laughs) That's my only line of defense for it. But even
0: if you're going from, well, at the time, England was in the EU. So if you're going from England to Italy, is it still roaming? Or is it? Possibly. We're we're three Americans, so obviously we know (laughs) nothing.
1: I just know when when I'm traveling from the States to Europe, you get charged if you use your data every day.
0: Right. So that's why you want to always use Wi-Fi pro tip for those of you who are going to travel whenever
2: <laughs> what's travel
0: <laughs> i don't know i lost count so oh okay so you called yourself lil right uh, in both movies there's a secondary character who's a writer so lil's yeah. the writer and rosie's a writer that was one that i was just like "Ooh, another similarity
2: <laughs> i didn't even i did not even connect that like i knew that and i wasn't even like oh that's a thing both movies have
0: yeah because lil writes erotic fiction i don't remember if it was said what rosie writes of course you're it was gonna... a
2: cookbook yeah i think a she's a chef i'm gonna be honest i don't pay attention to most of the dialogue in Mama mia <laughs>
0: no you're just like when's the next song yeah when the only, is it? <laughs> yeah and
2: also like I do pay attention to Christine Baranski's dialogue because she commands oh. it she commands it
0: uh she has better dialogue in the sequel in my opinion
2: mm-hmm. so
0: I also wrote down at the end everyone couples up except for Maddie and Doug because fuck them
2: No, um, I I love that they didn't... I thought for sure they were going to end up together and I was really upset about it because I love Maddie. I think she's fabulous and Doug is horrible. Right. So I I loved that she like murdered him. How did did he not like get whiplash or something and die from that?
0: I mean, he had a camera right there too, so.
2: (laughs) You know, it's rom-com hijinks.
0: Oh, also it's the bride that breaks up the marriage
2: the oh, bride yes, to be he, she stops the wedding yep you're right,
0: right. yeah i for i did write that down and i was just like oh right maddie was just like i need to focus on myself
2: yeah. and then
0: sophie's like i love you sky let's not get married right the second let's yeah. travel.
2: travel <laughs> thing is like she's like oh this isn't this i love you so much i don't want to do this the wrong way and this feels wrong uh
0: laura do you have any similarities that you found between these movies? I know you hate watch them, but was there anything that you were like, these are similar?
1: I mean, the idea of going to um, vacation land. Uh
0: Uh-huh, yes. And
1: how when you go to places like that, either as real people or as characters in a movie, you automatically a lot of rules just get thrown out the window. People (laughs) do things that they wouldn't do if they were home.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: And that, I mean, that's how Donna ends up getting essentially stranded, you know, (laughs) um, on this Greek island. And that's, you know, same thing with um, Taylor, who had never really let her guard down before. She goes to Italy, sees a hot guy, and all of a sudden, you know,
2: the gates are wide open and the guards (laughs) are on vacation too. (laughs)
1: Oh, I didn't
0: really, I didn't put those together.
2: Yeah, that's a really, really strong observation. yeah. Uh, it's and then the same, I interesting guess... because for Sophie, none of this is vacation. That's where she grew up. That's her home. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interesting that like, like what's like this sort of like paradise for everyone else is just like normal to her. And, and it's more the wedding that's what throws her out of whack.
0: And Maddie is always boy crazy. So like, yeah.
2: well, she's like, she's like the adventurous one. So like she's, she has no guards to be let down.
0: She's, she's used to this already. So getting married in like three days, whatever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Which, hold on. So I, I do have a couple questions about the relationships of characters in Walking on Sunshine. Okay. The, the thing with Lil, I'm really confused as to her relationship to Maddie and Taylor. Because they kind of act like she's also their sister or their cousin. But then when she talks to them about their mother, she says, your mom, not our mom. <sighs>
0: i i want to say she's like either a cousin or like that really close family friend yeah okay like like lauren and i have been friends for ooh, tw- 20 years at this point
1: give yes or take. almost exactly Aww. So
0: yeah that's cute we need to get your friend on that you saw jupiter ascending by the way
2: oh ashley <laughs> if you're listening to this uh come on the pod yes come on the pod
0: ashley <laughs> And then and then we'll do a mega episode with the four of
2: us. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be a shit show and I'm gonna love it.
1: <laughs> It'll be a two-hour
2: special. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about any movies.
1: <laughs>
2: I know
0: exactly what we could do. it. I'll propose it later.
2: Okay, I'll, great. I'll, I'll write up my pitch and
0: everything. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Lil was just the old Fred, you know, like okay she's been around since they were in diapers
2: yeah it, it's just it's weird to me that they never officially name her relationship to them I kind of got the impression that she was a cousin or something but the first time I, I, I did watch it twice the first time I watched it I was like oh she's their oldest sister and uh, then and then the second time I picked up on her saying your mom and I was like nope what
0: no she's gonna sing Venus like who cares about backstory
2: you gotta get it's to the songs. Point. Fair point. Well, I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. your desire. And then the other thing, too, because um, I forgot to really pay attention. Is Maddie the older sister or is Taylor the older sister?
0: Mm, I want to say it was Taylor. Okay. Taylor is the older sister.
2: Because I know the actress who plays Maddie is several years older, but she acts like a younger sister. That's so
1: interesting.
2: Yeah. I thought it was the other way
1: around. Okay. Only because my sister and I have a very similar relationship to that, where I'm the wild and crazy one who's the older sibling, and she's the one who is like, I have everything in order, and everything makes sense, and all these things, all the ducks are in a row, and my ducks are, like, scattered
2: in several different countries, so... For Fair. what it's
1: worth, the opposite can exist in
2: real yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. I understand. I have three sisters and our dynamics are not always what fiction would have you believe. But it's just, you know, the tropes exist for a reason. So yeah. I thought it was because uh, in white, when they sing White Wedding, because of course they sing White Wedding. <laughs> Do, does either of them address each other as little sister? I know because lost then.
0: They're not on the. They're not in the screen together.
2: Yeah, that's it's, what I thought. Okay. It's
0: they, Lil they and it's Lil and Taylor, and then Maddie is elsewhere getting ready.
2: Yeah, and then I know uh, uh, Raph sings "Little Sister" to the nuns.
0: That is my favorite thing because okay, I wrote it down as jukebox musical that crams visual logic to the lyrics. So like,
2: oh, that's a good way of putting it.
0: So like in, look at
2: you! You're so clever.
0: I mean, I fucking love. I I love and hate when they do it because you know uh, when was was, that's a good example. Yeah. Uh, Wild
2: boys, I think it's called,
0: where they're wild boys and they're all dressed as. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: The Duran Duran song.
0: Yeah, and then in um, "Mamma Mia," they they do things like that (laughs) all the time.
2: Well, I like when uh, she, when Taylor's singing "Holiday" at the very beginning, and like people are like holding globes for like the line where she says, "World
0: and every nation." Yeah, <laughs>
2: and nobody's that happy at the airport, even if you're excited uh, if you're going on vacation.
0: No, no one
2: is. No one's that excited to be at the airport. It's a hassle.
0: <laughs> i also wrote down that the titular song happens in the first half of the movie mm. oh yeah because like "Mamma mia is like song number four and walking on sunshine is the tomato festival which is about
1: a mm, little close to halfway i would say yeah it's about a third in
2: also interesting that they're both uh, mostly because "Walking on Sunshine" is an ensemble piece, and it's one of the few times we actually get to hear Leona Lewis sing. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: because Leona Lewis is in this movie, and they don't give her her own song. Mind-boggling. <laughs> I know. I don't. Un- why do you have her in this if you're not going to use her anyway? But that a large part of that song, plot-wise, is about Taylor and uh, Raph sort of realizing that they do still have a candle for each other. And then it Mama Mia, Donna is singing because she's still like she's still in love with Pierce Brosnan. Poor it, Pierce. It, it, it's the first time she's seen him in twenty years. I think Sophie's supposed to be twenty, by the way. I think she said she's twenty-one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Or okay, about to be twenty-one.
0: Cause you know, when we when we do this and here we go again, because it's gonna happen at some point. It's got to happen. I've got questions.
2: <laughs> I do not
1: have answers. <laughs> I have another similarity.
0: Go for it. We're here um, for that.
1: That's okay. <laughs> um, I found all the Native women in these respective countries to be portrayed as extremely plain. Yep.
0: In what respect do you mean? Like
1: In comparison to the people that are from the outside, we'll say who okay. aren't from Greece who aren't from Italy comparatively speaking they are it's not just the style of dress but it's how they're also made up and I found that a little
2: offensive as an Italian person
0: oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh uh, my they're... god
2: all they think we do is squish grapes and like yeah. run in the woods yeah no they're they're like mostly older women yes uh mm-hmm. so past reproductive age we'll say
0: I've got I've got that market scene in um oh what the fuck is that song
2: Oh uh don't you want me
0: Don't you want me yeah
2: Yeah um and then like the, the the very anglo women who are from the outside world are much more glamorous or or like adorable like one of those two options Yes Um but there's also at least one we'll say native man Who's incredibly good looking. Yeah. Who is just like, he's there to be a beefcake. So, so, so we're kind of doing both things where we're also fetishizing the men.
1: <laughs> exactly. There's, there's the, um, the strike of the balance there.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that, um, that that's another thing too, because the bride and groom to be are from two different countries.
2: Oh. Yes. Because
0: i mean sophie has an american accent but she's technically greek
2: she was born there she was raised there she she's greek, yeah, she's, greek she's greek but
0: with an american accent and then sky and- was also traveling so i'm assuming he's british based off of his accent although this could be like you know he's foreign <laughs> You know how in in some American American movies and TV shows, they're just like, foreign people have British accents. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any other similarities, Lauren, Shady?
2: I mean, there's a few things here and there where I think you can draw, like, a direct comparison between certain musical numbers. Like, obviously, there is a Bachelor slash Hen Party song, which is, well, in Walking on Sunshine, it's a mashup between two different songs, and it's a very weird discordant mashup, and I don't like it, and I wish they didn't do it. (laughs) Um, I don't get
0: why they picked that one for the the boys. Yeah,
2: I don't... They really wanted Duran Duran, and I guess they couldn't figure out how to put Rio in there. And then there's also, I think you can like make a direct comparison between Venus in Walking on Sunshine and Money, Money, Money in Mamma Mia, because they're both sort of these, they, they have these extended fantasy sequences, and they also yes. don't do anything to extend the plot. They're just there because those songs are fun.
0: Um, I, I mentioned the finale song. Well, in Mamma Mia, there's two. Yeah. When they're on the stage during the curtain call, um, but then there's uh, wake me up before you go go in Walking on Sunshine, that's clearly just like we're happy and it's a happy ending, everyone.
2: <laughs> yeah, you
0: just saw somebody break up a marriage to be, but like we're happy <laughs> about it.
2: Things are fine. There's there's no way this relationship is gonna be like awkward in the future, considering he yeah. almost married her, her sister, and then like. <laughs> I feel like Lil is a mashup between...
0: Rosie and Tanya?
2: Yeah, like she's kind of because she's got the writer thing from uh, Rosie and she's also got that very underplayed secondary love story happening which Rosie also has uh, with the fish and chips guy. I don't know his name. I don't know if he was given a name.
1: I don't know if anybody ever says his name. He's always mate or bud. Yeah. yeah. So
2: I'm... Mikey!
1: Mikey! whatever Bad i'm
0: calling guy. him bud <laughs> My, yeah so mikey's his name enrico is leona lewis's baby daddy's name and yeah. then leona lewis's character is elena
2: okay i knew Fun. elena yeah and i think i knew enrico too um i just forgot it because
0: um, they say it once and then right. those three are like the greek chorus that go away and then they come back and then they go away
2: yeah so I think like you can say that uh, Lil has a lot of Rosie as far as like her actual plot line, but personality is much closer to Tanya. She's like the bold, brash friend who's just fabulous and uh, not afraid to be thirsty on Maine.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Elena is like Sophie's friends. She's just there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> We'll help you out in one scene, and that's it.
2: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be here so you don't look like you don't have friends. <laughs> uh
0: oh. All right, let's talk about differences, shall we? Let's do it. So, Mamma Mia is clearly a star-studded cast. I don't know about the IMDb's of everyone in Walking on Sunshine, but I'm gonna say they're various
2: levels. I think like- that's fair. I know, oh, I can't even think of her name. That's terrible. I should have it written down. But the actress who plays Maddie, like I've seen her in other things before, but she's never in like a starring role. She's been like supporting at best.
0: And I know Lil um, had her own show at one point.
2: uh, Annabelle Scully. That's uh, the actress I'm thinking of. Who, by the way, is great in this movie and like pure (laughs) star power from her. I love that
0: they're just like, you're the one that had all the dance training and everything. And clearly she's the best dancer out of everyone.
2: Yeah. And then uh, poor little Hannah Arterton is like, she dances like Emma Stone in La La Land where like, <laughs> technically the steps are correct and on the right beat, but I don't think she knows like what to do with her hands.
0: She can step touch and that's it.
2: Yeah. I was like, oh, it looks like like she's just learning how to move in this body. It's, but God bless her for trying, and I do think she like gives a good performance. Otherwise, so I, I don't want to roast her for it. uh Would Would you
0: both agree that Mama Mia is more Donna's story than Sophie's? Yes. Rewatching, I was like, "Ooh, I like forgot that this was Donna's story." Then,
2: <laughs> yeah, I think Sophie's just kind of there. um <laughs> To... Well, she's there to facilitate the plot. Like, she sets it all in motion. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And then she's the one that keeps it going.
2: Yeah. We're, we're not that invested in her and Sky because there's not that much friction between them. In, the, in this one, anyway, in the first place. We're much more worried about Donna and all the dads.
0: I also wrote down that in Mamma Mia, we we're in the last few days of a wedding, getting ready for a wedding. And then, obviously, walking on Sunshine, it's just like... Hey, we're getting married in like tomorrow, so surprise!
2: <laughs> Do all the planning now, please. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> you mean it?
0: The the rom com of it all. Oh, okay, okay. Lauren, you can help <clears> me out <throat> with this one since you're like our musical expert on the episode today.
1: You're bestowing all these titles on me. I'm so technically <laughs> unemployed. This is a lot. <laughs>
0: So what do you want <laughs> so listening to Mamma Mia, I know you were cringing half the time, but were there actual moments where they recorded live uh the actors singing? You
1: mean as in on set? On
0: set. As yes. they did in Les
1: Misérables.
0: Yes. No. Really?
1: I don't think so.
0: Cuz I was listening to Chiquitita and I was like, "Does this live?"
1: I seriously doubt it. And I only say that because I know that when Les Mis dropped back in 2014 or 2015, the movie, um, musical, that was what was such a big deal about it, is that it was the first time in a long time that they were singing live while they were actually filming the scenes. Typically even if you were to sing it live, you usually have to go back in afterwards in post to edit sections Uh, of things. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast doing a movie musical. And honestly, it's so much easier and faster to film if everything is pre-recorded ahead of time so that they can just blast it at you while you lip sync. I've done a lot of this in the last 10 months. That's why.
0: So this way on take 30, you're not like, I'm tired and I can't sing this anymore.
1: Exactly. And honestly, it also just makes for a more seamless process. And in a movie like Mamma Mia, where a lot of it is shot outside, it would be extremely difficult like for ADR and everything afterwards for them to get that cleared up. So I'm going to wager a very strong, most likely not, no.
0: So then I'm going to rephrase this by saying in Mamma Mia, it sounds like they recorded live. Uh, Cause you know, you got Chikitita you've got other moments where it sounds like they're actually singing it in the moment, not like in a booth. And then in Walking on Sunshine, it's all heavily produced. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's, yep. yes, that is definitely true. <laughs> uh, but I, I stand by my, my, process and my logic in knowing how that stuff works it's just it's a lot to do that stuff live right unless you are able to get it in you know the first 10 takes oh me um yeah i have
2: never seen such sorrow in your
0: eyes and the wedding is tomorrow (laughs) yeah like really mamma mia you have the whole dad subplot plot yeah yes is that that's more of the story right yes (laughs) or is it like shared? yes
2: it's shared i didn't
0: didn't know if it was like a co-plot with the wedding as well
2: oh no it's it's subplots it's underneath yeah um Uh, but yeah oh go ahead go ahead i'm sorry (laughs) oh no it's okay Um, i was just gonna say both of these movies do have like the wacky subplots that feed into the main plot but that's just because they're both you know basically comedy of manners that's that's what you do um it's it's a series of misunderstandings and you need to create these convoluted strings that all tie together into one messy knot in order for that to happen
0: yeah lauren what was your point that you were gonna make
2: we're still discussing
1: differences right
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: i would have to say the level of choreography from one movie to the other oh, is yeah. rather uh sizable difference
2: mm-hmm.
1: i i understand you know depending on who you cast you're gonna get a variety of talent level and who ha- experience and what but the gap was pretty wide going from one to the other in my yeah. opinion
2: Yeah, no. You can tell one of these movies had enough money to like really audition dancers for the ensemble roles, and the other one maybe didn't. Or they had. I don't. I I don't want to like criticize them for like like staying within their production means because (laughs) that does cause limitations. But like you know, Mm -hmm. it's notable. Yes.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I can't go on for that. Anyone else got anything else to mention?
2: This isn't really necessarily differences or similarities. It's just like a question I have. So most jukebox musicals do something with the story or the character or the setting to justify why they're using a music in a particular style or from a particular artist or whatever the conceit is. Um, Do either of these movies do anything to justify why one of them is using all music from a Swedish pop group that was mostly largely popular in the 70s and the 80s, and then the other one using mostly British and American artists from the 80s. Mm. Like, is there a reason why one is set in Italy and one is set in Greece? For any reason.
0: I have no idea, to tell you the truth. I don't know the backstory of, like, the development of Mamma Mia.
2: Yeah, I just think it's interesting that, you know, Mamma Mia is using a very, very famously Swedish group. um, And has all of one character who's Swedish, who is not Swedish in the stage version, by the way. He's Australian in the stage version. Um, But at least Australia kind of still makes sense because is very popular there. But, like, otherwise, why isn't it set, like, Sweden's really pretty in the summer, People go su- go on vacation in Sweden in the summer.
0: I've seen Midsommar. I-
2: exactly. <laughs> it's a I
1: will say that I know, I'm fairly certain anyway, that um, ABBA's musical team, like their uh, mu- their composer and their lyricist, were involved in the creation of the story. In order for them to get license for all of those songs, they would have had to have said they would have had to give like some sort of stamp of approval on like, yes, you can use our songs in this particular way. I mean, yeah. that honestly, Alba I think has gotten a ton of money off of the royalties because of Mamma Mia, frankly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as for the other one, I mean, the, the why of it all, I guess is kind of what we're talking about is, I mean, 80s music was a reaction to disco so it was continuing like the hype and that joy that disco brought. So 80s music is like, I, I know that a lot of road trip playlists on Spotify have a ton of 80s music. So it all automatically for me, I associate that type of music with like vacation. We're dancing. We're having a great time.
2: And okay. at yeah, least no, with- I, I do get like the, the mood fits. Yeah. The mood fits in both movies. Mm-hmm. It's just also like it is a uh, Benny Anderson and forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, Bjorn Yulvaeus. Yeah, that's right. Who are the two members of ABBA who wrote all of the music. um, And uh, I don't know if they helped write the story, but they certainly helped with the musical arrangements and things like that for Mm -hmm. the musical. It's just really, really interesting to me that they were like, so it's about two American women, a British man, uh, an American man, and it's set on Greece, and all of the music is Swedish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Suspension of disbelief at its finest. I
2: mean, to be fair, Greece is really beautiful and it films beautifully, but this mm-hmm. was also set in Greece in the stage musical, which came first and does not need to be set on location because it's not being produced on location. <laughs> Why isn't it
0: the story of ABBA? like
2: <laughs> now that right there that would be a whole damn soap opera there is so much drama involved in the story
0: uh, do we have anything else to add either similarities or differences no no okay let's go to special features then <laughs> special <laughs> features <laughs> I don't know why I did the things I did
1: I don't know why I said the things I said.
0: So each week we, Shady and I take a movie and do some research in hopes to surprise each other. I'm still trying to surprise Shady and hopefully like give you guys fun tidbits of trivia. But since we have Lauren here, we're also going to add another thing to this. So I took Mamma Mia, obvi. Uh Shady took walking on sunshine and I tasked Lauren to look up the Tomato Festival because I know it's a real thing and I'm just in- fascinated to learn more about it. But I'm going to go first with Mamma Mia and then we'll do Shady and then Miss Lauren. Uh it's funny that you were talking about Benny and Bjorn cuz they're in the movie as Cameos. Mm-hmm. I
2: know, uh, I know I know that the piano
0: The piano, Bjorn is a god at the end, and Rita Wilson is also a goddess at the end. She's the producer of, or one of the producers of this movie.
2: Oh my god, I love her.
0: So, a lot of my facts I got from IMDB, and I just plucked them from there, so I'm gonna read it as is. An undercurrent of this movie is to structure the story as a Greek comedy, uh, including patterns of of strophe and anti-strophe a chorus representing the common people and costumes matched to moods of the characters including masks and the phallic props typical of greek comedy so maybe that's why it's said in greece
2: okay i'll <laughs> can... accept it i mean there's they don't need a
0: reason no, i'm just they curious <laughs> they never need a reason for, no. for me to listen to abba <laughs> um All of the songs were reorchestrated for this movie, differing from the stage version and their original arrangements. Under Attack, One of Us, and Knowing Me, Knowing You were removed from the script. The name of the game was filmed, but was removed from the final cut and included as an extra on the DVD release. Thank you for the music played over the closing credits. When All Is Said and Done was never part of the stage show, Um, and Donna Sheridan played by the one and only Meryl, hums a few bars of Fernando, one of ABBA's biggest hits, as she walks into the old goat house while the fathers are hiding upstairs. The song is about war and the writers couldn't find a way to fit it into into the story. (laughs) Dot, 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 and I'm adding this, dot, (laughs) dot, dot, (laughs) until the sequel. (laughs) Share. Share.
2: You Um, You don't need to justify anything. The justification is Share.
0: I found on IMDb other actors considered for roles. Are you ready? For Sophie, we have Mandy Moore, Amanda Bynes, Rachel McAdams, and Emmy Rossum.
1: They were clearly going for a type. Okay.
0: For Donna, it was Olivia Newton-John and Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Oh my God. Michelle Pfeiffer would have been fun.
0: That That was a completely different
2: Donna. But Olivia
0: Newton-John as Donna? Come on.
2: Come on, that's my
0: gay fantasy right there.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just either one of those. You get like a Grease flashback. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes we yes, do. <laughs> Dang uh, it, they could have given us that and they didn't. Oh yeah. Uh
1: <laughs> I did Shout
2: out to Stephanie Zaroni from Grease Two, as played by Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: I
0: didn't see who exactly they were interested in, but for for the dads. You have Bill Nighy and Donnie Osmond. Oh,
1: Donny Osmond would have been
0: sweet. Now.
2: Yeah, that would have been fun. And now, he hold- can
1: really sing.
0: Now hold wow. on to your britches with this one. She was actually offered the role of Tanya, but turned it down to do a tour. And that is the one and only Cher.
1: <gasps> <laughs> Payoff was good though.
0: <laughs> and then, um. I mean, I guess I could save this for final thoughts, but I'm also going to say it now. The plot of this movie and its source musical was previously used in Buona Sera, Mrs. Campbell, uh, a film that came out in 1968 starring Gina Lola Brigida. So-
2: so thank you for mentioning that because I wanted to mention it and I couldn't figure out a way to loop it in. But I do, I haven't seen it, but I do know about that movie and that it has the same plot as Mamma Mia, except it's set in Italy.
0: Well, speaking of set in Italy, um, why don't you talk about Walking on Sunshine facts? I
2: could not find very many.
0: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! Metacritic <laughs> like, didn't like it. There's no fun facts on the internet about it. Is, did this there, movie there actually are happen?
2: Three items on the IMDb trivia page. Um, i can read them all for you one of them is about the tomato festival so i'll just skip that right out
0: (laughs) so you have two facts (laughs) so i have two
2: facts um and i don't know how interesting any of these are to anyone the first one says there were different reports in 2012 indicating that kylie minogue Gemma arterton hannah arterton's older sister and samantha barks were in talks for this film but none of them ultimately appeared a report by the Rap also indicated that the film would be about a mother and daughter who fall for the same man, but the film was ultimately about two sisters, which would have been interesting because there would have been more to like Dissect. connect these two mm-hmm. and like like really explore like the different dynamics. And instead we have a dead mom.
0: We have we have a dead mom and a mom that doesn't know the dad.
2: Yeah. So then the other non-tomato fact. Uh, in the IMDb trivia page attributed to this movie is that about the characters all being dressed as different 80s like pop stars and musicians during the hen party slash Mm -hmm. bachelor party obviously Raph is Adam Ant Enrico is George Michael and Mikey is Meatloaf
0: yeah I got that Mikey
2: that's his name right Mikey
0: yeah the one that ends up with Lil kind of
2: yeah 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 fish and chips
0: fish and chips
2: yeah um (laughs) Then, uh, uh, and then, obviously, Maddie and Taylor and Lil are different versions of Madonna, different music videos from Madonna of the time. Uh, Leona Lewis um, is Whitney Houston, and then I did figure out is the the maid.
0: The maid, yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> Her name is Tiziana. Yes. And she she's dressed as Tina Turner, obviously. Quinta turned her
0: she's the best character in oh the my god movie.
2: she's her and then the stick lady from Mamma mia just <laughs> <laughs> they are they're the glue that holds these movies together
0: what, um, what's her name again
2: tiziana tiziana I, uh, yeah, I might be pronouncing that wrong
0: she ends up sleeping with so many dudes and i'm like yes mm-hmm.
2: can i, I have that life yeah, she's, she's fantastic. But she's, she's also like, like, she's like no nonsense when she's at work, but she parties hard when she's off the clock. So like, I respect that about her.
0: Well, and then you see her reading Lil's book. So she's a little feisty mink. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. She's like, she gets it, you know? Yeah. She's just also like, be appropriate at work. Um, and then that's kind of it. Um, but it, I mean, I did like find some stuff. This movie does have like a small cult following. So it does have like its fan base and everything. And, um, a lot of comments that I've seen about it, uh, like just like user reviews on different websites and stuff. Uh, they all make the Mamma Mia comparisons. Yeah. So we're not the only ones who saw it. I, I, I really do think that was like largely the intent of the filmmakers was to sort of capitalize on that um
0: but with 80s music instead of ABBA
2: (laughs) yeah and um not not the all-star cast but you know I I do think it's it's a cast of promising young talent that could do more
0: except for Doug he's not young okay let's bounce it to Lauren
2: ah the
1: tomato festival (laughs)
0: yeah it's a real thing right
1: it is a real thing, and I would like to start off with my opinions on it, on the scene itself in the movie, like my initial reactions.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I, I was kind of chastising myself for my first two thoughts, which was, oh my god, it's such a waste! That was my first thought. Um, followed by, well, does, wouldn't it hurt if you got pelted with a tomato and like the juice in your eyes? I, I went down that road first
2: that I yeah would it would
0: there. now that i think about
2: it yeah that's like pretty, tomatoes it, are it, acidic yeah it would sting
0: it, yes. it would burn your eyes
2: yeah it it's would, not quite like uh, like a citrus but
0: yeah i mean what watching them clearly it would stick to you like your clothes would stick to you and not a fun way at all
2: mm-hmm. so then yeah, when you they would... go to
0: the beach it doesn't make sense
2: <laughs> yeah but this take is also... off everything yeah This is also like the same genre of movie that like makes sex on the beach look really fun and romantic when like in real life you're like, it would get everywhere. You'd get like bacteria where you don't want it.
0: My favorite is that everyone's wearing white. It's like they all got the memo and I'm just like, what is this memo? Can I be part of the memo? Mm -hmm.
2: It it did look fun. It looked like, you know, kids movies where there's a massive food fight and you watch them as a kid and you're like, God, I wish there was a food fight at my school.
0: But Laurie, uh, what did you find about it?
2: So it is known as La Tomatina.
1: It takes place on the last Wednesday of August and has been since about the end of the Second World War. Wow. Um, It takes place, however, this is the the catch, Um, it takes place in a town called Bono, which is outside of Valencia in Spain. That is where the festival actually takes place. Oh, Yes, it's considered one of the world's biggest food fights. Um, Mm. The way it goes down, we basically saw it, but for those of you who haven't, um, at around 11 o'clock in the morning, a bunch of trucks will bring in tomatoes to the center of the town in the Plaza del Pueblo. And um, they come from, you know, they're not very expensive tomatoes. (laughs) And then what they do is everybody comes to the town center then and they get a bunch of tomatoes. They squish them in their hands so that they won't hurt as bad when they hit somebody. Mm. And uh, it goes on for about an hour. The whole thing. And the cleaning process involves them having fire trucks come through and spray down the street and, you know, the, the shops and all the buildings. So unfortunately in Puglia, that's not a real festival. You cannot do La Tomatina at, in Puglia, Italy. Um, yeah, they have their own celebrations and things like that. Um, during the summer months some of them are um santa domenica festival and um santa cristina and um the cavalcata of Lorenzo uh, in ostini so in like all these little towns alongside Puglia, there are other summer festivals that people can participate in but yeah i hate to be the bearer bad news la tomatina in italy isn't a real thing
0: okay so we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Puglia to do one of those other festivals. Exactly. I'm assuming there's some sort of something about them. Like, it's not necessarily third tomatoes, but like like there's a pie or something that you get. No. no, I,
1: I, there are a lot it's a lot of parades and a lot of celebrating of fishermen so there's like boat parades along the coast oh, That's but, cool. exactly so for me i'm like that sounds like actual something i would want to do as opposed to somebody pelting
2: tomatoes at me okay okay now, now i'm just more confused as to why it takes place in italy instead of spain yeah like i, I assumed part of why they said it there was because they wanted the tomato festival <laughs> yeah, I, got,
1: I have no answers. I think like visually it's stunning. And in Italy oh, is known yeah. for doing all kinds of crazy stuff like the Calcio Storico in Florence, which is like a massive um, game of soccer that goes back to the olden times where there were no rules. They could literally beat each other to the ground halfway through matches. So Italians are known for yeah. doing their, fa- John's face is just his jaw. Take <laughs> <laughs> your jaw a, up, baby, okay? It, it yeah. sounds
0: like the soccer match in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. <laughs>
1: it's really close to that it's actually not too far off from that okay. except you know people's and not you know it's 3d
0: not like 2d that. yes yes, yes. <laughs>
1: it's very real um but yeah so italy is known for its fair share of wild festivals it's just i feel the italians probably revere the tomato and so that's why my first thought as an italian american was like oh my god why are they chucking it at each other <laughs>
2: I will say another, I did check and uh, this movie was filmed in Apulia in Italy. So that's why it looks so beautiful because it's actually like shot in a beautiful place. So there's that.
0: Maybe it was cheaper to film there than in Spain. And that's why they're like, let's throw the tomato festival here.
2: Well, now I'm kind of, I'm kind of kicking myself for not looking more closely into the production team because this might've been like a joint uh, British Italian production. And maybe that's why it's set in Italy. Because, I think so because some of the actors. The primary are language, Italian too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the primary language spoken is English, and most of the characters are British. But it would make sense if it's a like a, a dual production to set it in the other country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, IMDb does list Italy as one of the countries of origin, so I'm I'm assuming it's a co-production.
0: All right, well we're on the case to figure out this
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing. There's just not a ton of information out there about it. Yeah. Like I had never even heard of it until John was like, You need to watch this movie, and then here we are.
0: Yay. (laughs) Revenge is sweet. All right, let's get into final thoughts, shall we?
2: Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, so we ask the same five questions, mostly, in every episode. First one being, do we know of any mo- other movies like these?
2: Mamma Mia, here we go again.
0: <laughs> um, I wrote down 27 dresses and the wedding date. Yeah? Because like when, we were, when Shady and I were talking about doing this episode, originally I was just like, I want to talk about Walking on Sunshine, and I don't know what to compare it to. Mm -hmm. And then we threw out those other two, which were close contenders. But, like, I think we were just, like, it's got to be Mamma Mia because musical.
2: Yeah. And it's just, like, plot-wise, those movies are more similar to Walking on Sunshine. It's just, like, everything else, the whole dressing on top of the plot is, like, (laughs) all Mamma Mia. Yeah. I
1: would also add, um, it's, it's a musical first and they turned it into a movie in the, I think the late seventies or the early eighties, but um, I would definitely say A Little Night Music for sure oh. Oh. is stupid similar. And I yeah. really feel like actually in a way, Walking on Sunshine and Mama Mia, at least from my perspective, are really solid tributes to that story.
0: Like, like they're the babies of yes. Little Night Music.
1: Easily, because that makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot of plot, sim- like if you were tracking. Yeah, there's
2: multiple generations of romantic entanglements, and yes. Okay, I yes. don't. And, I don't know opera, yes. so I. I don't know, but isn't Marriage of Figaro sort of a a similar, like, just like similar setup where it's all leading up to a wedding, but uh, obviously it's an opera, so there's all these different things going on, but it's largely a comedy?
1: Yeah. Am I wrong on that? No, no, you're absolutely correct. Um, okay. There are several. I like the, the Italian style, like opera buffa, which is like opera bu- it literally translates to like opera buffoonery, <laughs> <laughs> is basically that whole genre of opera. Marriage of Fig Girl being one of them. Yeah. Um, Barber of Seville. You can, yeah. 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 I, I guess a you bunch can of draw them.
2: like a lot, a lot of it too is just like an evolution of commedia dell'arte. Exactly. Okay. That's really that all these nice. are. Yeah. That makes sense. in the same way that like a lot of rom-coms are really just updated Jane Austen. A lot of rom-coms are also just (laughs) Mm -hmm. updated Comedia dell'arte. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
1: and definitely Shakespearean comedies as well while we're at it. Yeah, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, this is very much that. So (laughs) um, I have a lot of things, John, that I can say is basically the same exact line of story going way back. I'm sure that there's stuff in like, great in like the greek theater canon and even like you know roman theater and beyond that are like here's a bunch of people who are like they should be together but they're not and then we spend two hours reconfiguring everybody
0: well they're in that um in that special feature that i wrote uh, talked about the undercurrent of the greek comedy um they mention aristophanes aristophanes
2: aristophanes yeah yeah, so, yeah there's I that.
0: <laughs> okay
2: now those settings are making more sense to me because i am like yeah no these are drawing upon a lot of very ancient uh frameworks for comedy and of course classically a comedy ends in a marriage typically yes like, like in in like the shakespearean sort of uh era comedies ended in a marriage mm-hmm. um so like it does make sense that and now it, you know, it's also just that's what rom coms are. Like a lot of what's similar about these movies is just like endemic to the genre itself.
0: Did we like these movies? <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, yeah, I'm gonna agree with Shaney with the two big thumbs up.
2: I'm gonna well I'm gonna give Walking on Sunshine like one thumbs up, and then Mamma Mia a big old two thumbs up, <laughs> and I only have two thumbs. I love this movie. It's my comfort movie.
0: <laughs> I mean I I left both uh, after watching both re rewatching both movies I was just like in a good mood so like yeah they they're not bad per se but they're not good
2: I mean there's like a lot of messiness in like the actual form and structure and like like film like the actual technical filmmaking there's a lot where you're like well that could have been a lot better <laughs> but you right. know what
0: they were I- fine
2: they were I fine don't, movies, yeah. I think it's fair to say that I love them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Lauren?
1: I Listen, I'm not gonna bash anything too terribly, okay? You're because allowed to. Your no, you're allowed to. Wrong. Well, what I... Mm -hmm. what i will say is that i i can appreciate them because of the purpose they serve are they my cup of tea as far as movies go not really but i understand why people make them and why people enjoy them well so that's
2: how i was with like when we did for example white house down and olympus has fallen which i was like these are not my kinds of movies but like for people who like this kind of movie these are probably really fun to watch so now i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna mash the next two questions together because they they these three questions usually go hand in hand would we watch them again and would we recommend them i mean i would recommend it to anyone really
2: yeah and i would
0: watch them again i don't don't think
2: you're gonna waste your time i don't think you're gonna be like upset by either of these movies at most you're just gonna be like that was two hours that i'll never have back
0: both of them literally can be background movies like yeah you don't need to listen to the plot you don't need to pay attention to it you got to vacuum the house do it and then you know (laughs) watch a musical number and then there's dialogue go to the bathroom start cooking whatever (laughs) you you live your life you don't have to pay attention to these movies
1: You say that and all I hear is just download the (laughs) soundtrack. That's all I hear, which means I don't know if I would recommend the movies. I would recommend
2: the soundtracks, which is a different thing. But if you just are listening to the soundtrack, you can't see the beautiful speeches.
0: Or the dancing boys on the pier.
2: Yeah, you don't get to see a beautiful Greek boy or a beautiful Italian boy.
0: Or Aphrodite's Fountain? It's (laughs)
2: Aphrodite! That is, again, pure cinema. That is why. phallic thing that happens in the entire movie (laughs) Uh it's literally the most phallic thing that That in either of those movies that the whole aphrodite's fountain thing is purely invented for the movie it was not in the stage musical at all i don't know why Mm. the fuck they did that but i love that they did that (laughs) Meryl needed an activity and then
0: finally (laughs) are they actually the same
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna
0: say i'm gonna say they're about 75 percent the same
2: okay okay all right 75 that's a good number i'd say closer to like 87 percent. yeah (laughs) yeah i'm close to 90 i'm like it's damn near the same movie oh okay okay only because the plot kind of doesn't matter that much it's true that's that's where the big difference is
0: yeah that's why that's why i'm knocking out some points you know what i'm gonna bring it up to 80
2: okay Okay.
0: yeah i gave it five more percentage um and that's it. We did it. We did an <laughs> episode, guys. Yay! Okay. Lauren, do you have anything you want to plug, promote, talk about?
1: If you want to follow me for adventures, you can find me um on Instagram at lodges underscore sangs. Um, probably should should I spell that out? Should I spell it out? I mean, we can
0: write it in the show notes.
1: You can find that information in the show notes. And as of now, um, I'm doing some stuff musicals digitally, but I have no real information other than, so
2: find me on Instagram. That's where all the intel is. You
0: can tweet me at Movies John.
2: I'm on Twitter at Cookie Shady.
0: Lauren, what's a good Italian cookie?
2: Oh. I mean, most people like
1: biscotti or pignoli cookies. Those are like the go-tos. Or if you really want something that's more like cake, but you don't want a whole slice of cake, um, I recommend, some people call them rainbow cookies. Other people call them the tricolor cookies. They're covered in chocolate. And then they have um, yellow, green, and pink uh, almond
2: cake. Yeah, with the jam in between. So So So
0: is that what cookie you're feeling today?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do the tricolor.
0: <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> I
2: was I was gonna say biscotti, but I like that better. <laughs> uh, listen, biscotti if you go to any like- Italian cookie I could think of besides <gasps> cannoli, which is not a cookie. No, no, that's a whole
1: other <laughs> thing. And then also, I love um Greek. They make crescent cookies. They're like little um, they're half moons, and it's almond based cookie covered in powdered sugar those yeah. are like my favorite Greek cookies
2: out there yeah so those are
1: good mm-hmm. and if you want to talk
2: like, all of the diners near me and they're delicious yeah
1: oh yeah <laughs> and if
0: you want to talk more about greek and italian cookies you can email us at movie deja vu pod at gmail.com that is m-o-v-i-e-d-e-j-a-v-u-p-o-d at gmail.com we're on facebook and instagram at movie deja vu pod and we're on twitter at movie deja vu no pod because why shady
2: because they decided at the last moment that they didn't want to get married the movie deja vu and the pod they're they're going soul searching yeah they got they got to do some like some other work on themselves before they do that
0: and if you guys have uh any um other comments or if you want to like write in on with suggestions You're more than welcome to do that. We welcome it. Lauren obviously did it. She's coming back again with another, uh, in a few episodes, with one of the movies she suggested. So it's a good one. It's a good one. I didn't, we didn't torture her. This one was torture. That one is a present.
1: (laughs) Checks and balances, kids. Checks and balances. (laughs) So be on the lookout
0: for Lauren Gismondi on future episodes. And if you want to, like, Join in on the conversation for next week. We'll be talking about Descendants versus Z-O-M-B-I-E-S, Zombies. Both of them are Disney Channel movies. You can probably find them on Disney+. Plus.
1: Thanks for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, we usually <laughs> like to give a good heads up because, like, you know, people don't know the movies that we're talking about. So we're like, all right, you guys have a week to watch two movies. <laughs> for the most part
2: i'm excited for that
0: let's go let's go watch them now on the disney channel or <laughs> disney plus whatever channel they're on whatever they're on
2: they're, they're on all all the, all the disney things
0: and then maybe we can go to the mediterranean right afterwards and throw some tomatoes <gasps> at people
2: oh i would love that that sounds fun
0: <laughs> lauren can you join us uh,
1: yes. you don't
0: have to throw the tomatoes but you can join us on the adventure how's that <laughs>
1: Sure,
0: yes. Alright, guys. Till next week. Bye for now. Bye.